0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your
1: confidence journey today with Byte. I'm former double agent and Newsweek editor-at-large, David Jamali, and you're listening to Declassified, brought to you by Newsweek to classify it as an exploration of what it means to be secure and of the people all over the world who are quietly working to keep us safe. In my career in the intelligence community, I served as a double agent and as an intelligence officer. My goal is to help explain the things that you can see, the proverbial iceberg above the waterline and let you know what is below it. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ashley Guttermouth is a unique force to be reckoned with in the stand-up comedy world. She's a brilliant performer who's been shouted out by massive stars like Jerry Seinfeld and Jimmy Fallon, just to name a few. You might have heard of them. She does clean stand-up. Which, frankly, is even more unusual in this day and age, especially when you hear what her comedy is about. But honestly, that's what makes Ashley really special, is the subject matter that made her famous on social media. And she's done it with almost 90,000 followers on Instagram and 1.9 million, that's million with an M, likes on TikTok. So what is Ashley's shtick? Well, her husband is an Air Force Reserve colonel. And as she and any military spouse will tell you, service impacts pretty much every part of a marriage, pretty much every single day. Ashley, hey, thanks thank so you much so for much joining for us. Thank you for having here. me. So let's
0: start. I, see, uh, I noticed you didn't pronounce my last name.
1: Yes. Do uh, you want
0: to give it a shot?
1: No, no, I, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> Gooderman. Ashley Gooderman. Gooderman, It is so hard. When I go on stage, I just tell people it's Smith. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I assume you use that when you go place your Starbucks order. Yes. yes, (laughs) (laughs) Can you, I can only imagine the derivatives of that. You know, it's funny not to go too much on a tangent right out of the gate, but like Loudermilk, the congressman who's in in charge with the, involved in the January 6th commission or or investigation rather for giving a tour. Like I often wonder like Loudermilk, how would that work if you go into Starbucks? Like I just feel like... (laughs) I don't know. Like how would they, would it be oat milk? What would, I don't know. I can only, I can only imagine. We've only
0: got quiet milk. <laughs> quiet wow. they milk. They just whisper his name. He he never gets his order because they're always. That's,
1: like, that's right. They're like non-sedition <laughs> milk. I don't know. Uh, anyway, All right, let's get back to the matter. <laughs> Sorry. We're already, we're already, we're already doing terribly, Ashley, terribly. <laughs> so let's talk that's a little bit. Track. Let's talk a little bit about, about you. Now, Obviously you're I mean I just love your your comedy uh, but there's uh, you know we're talking about the military you obviously from very dry and sober perspective you have uh you have a real connection to the military can you explain a little bit for those who may not know what your background is and and who you are
0: Yeah sure uh, so my name is Ashley Gutermuth I'm an 89 year old mother of six um <laughs> And I just i work work really hard for my family um no so i I am a military spouse. Um, my husband is in the Air Force reserves. He's a pilot um, i um, my family my dad was in the military. my grandfather was in the military. Um, when I was a, a teenager, my dad sent a marine recruiter to the house. Um, so this is sort of my my way of continuing that legacy
1: <laughs> I see that had a real impact on. It had a
0: really bad. Uh, But yeah, I live um, on on McGuire Fort Dix, McGuire Air Force Base, Um, McGuire Dix Lakehurst. It's a joint base in New Jersey, and love it here. Yeah, been a military spouse for a while.
1: And how many different places have you lived in?
0: Oh, um, okay. So we move usually, even though my husband is in the Air Force Reserves, we still move every two years or so. The shortest time we've ever been in a place is nine months. Wow. Uh, So I've lived in D.C. in the Seattle area, uh, Washington State, Washington, D.C., Maine, Washington. That's the same thing. I've just said it four times. Uh, Dover, (laughs) Delaware, um, Georgia, Warner Robins, Georgia. Don't know if you've been there. Mm -hmm. That is um, an interesting place. Warner Rob. I loved Warner Robins, Georgia. A lot of people, it's sort of like a mixed bag because they think it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But I'll tell you what, they have two roads and a red lobster. <laughs>
1: red lobster. One and that's need. high living.
0: What <laughs> more do you need? Um, so live, live there, and now I'm in New Jersey. so we yeah, we we move quite a bit. Um, yeah. but it's but I like it. I like the ride. you know, you I, know it's I, an adventure,
1: I, right? I mean, it legitimately <laughs> is. And and we share a, a weird, or I shouldn't say weird. We share a connection, which probably is not that uncommon here. I was on. You talked about McGuire, Dix, Lakehurst, and by the way, the Dix jokes are there. They're plentiful. There are many of them. I've heard them all. So I was stationed on the uh, Dix side, which of course, as you know, is the Army side, and there is clearly a divide. It's like, it's like going from like East Berlin to West Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell who has the money and who doesn't. I mean I remember like, you know, every uh you know, a lot of asbestos warnings, a lot of don't drink the water on the Air Force side and then of course, you know, you have you have the you have pudgies on the, the- on the I'm sorry, on the army side and the air force side. You think you have pudgies and you have the you know it's 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 high living it's high living there's
0: so, there's nice uh, chicken wings over at pudgies um yeah the we have the air force side we definitely we have the asbestos warnings and we have the um you know all those you don't drink the water but on the the army side those signs just say hey doesn't the asbestos smell good the water's chewy <laughs>
1: <laughs> they probably charge you for inside, the asbestos right they they would they check our you. pockets like you can't leave with any of this asbestos you can't i mean that's <laughs> we're gonna have to dock you some pay there
0: <laughs> it is. It's a big base, you know. Those the joint base, so it's three. And the funny thing to me, because you were in the Navy, right? Yeah. Uh, Lakehurst is part of this base. Yes, it is. Forty-five minutes away.
1: Yeah, it, and it's of course <laughs> where the Hindenburg the famous yeah. pic picture of the Hindenburg. There's like a, a tiny plaque. Like if you've ever been there, that tiny little plaque, this is where the Hindenburg is. And it's like, you have this to kick great. the gravel away. Um, <laughs> the only I remember about, uh, Lakehurst that when I had spent a little bit of time there was that like, they had a little shop at there and it like promptly opened at like eight. And there was already a line of retirees to get their, you know, their daily booze. It's kind of yeah. depressing.
0: Come in, come on it. But <laughs> I like, you know, I, so I'm on the McGuire side. I'm yeah. on the fancy side. Um, but the, I've lived on joint bases before. Sure. Um, you know what? I lived on Fort Belvoir.
1: That's beautiful. Which,
0: Fort Belvoir is amazing.
1: It's it the home of beautiful. National Defense University, right?
0: Um, it's not, is it NDU on Fort McNair?
1: I forget. I feel like Fort um, was it one of the same complex? There was, was there some, because Fort, Fort Belvoir, Belvoir is in D.C., is, right?
0: Fort Belvoir is in D.C. It is about 45 minutes from the main part of D.C. Bowling Air Force Base, where wow. I also lived, um, is right next to Fort McNair. Fort McNair has like the Eisenhower School. It has uh, the Inter American Defense College, right. um, which is pretty neat. My husband went there. That was really cool because I got to be a part of a spouses club for other countries.
1: <laughs> oh, when
0: he when he went there, and it was the best year ever. The, wow. First of all, that that school is um, supposed to be for people that for for soldiers, airmen, all all it's for people all around the world, military and State Department. But you're supposed to be able to speak another language, um, and um, we didn't at all. My husband got an interpreter, but I just <laughs> winged it. Uh,
1: that must have worked so, out fabulously, I imagine.
0: Here's so uh, there there weren't any other, that many um, people from the United States there north america uh south america central america um but we would each do a celebration of our country Whoa, it was like once a month we would have our spouse meet up so when it came time for the united states i thought all right what am i gonna do i need to bring everything together so i brought in um uh, uh, twinkies I've brought and this is like these these are people that were like really respectable. Of course. It's a big deal. Sure. And and they go on to become presidents of their country. It's a really big deal. And I was like, how can I ruin this? I guess. Um, so I brought it. I had this huge spread. Twinkies, I had baked beans. I was like, what do we do on 4th of July? You know, but the thing was, it wasn't 4th of July, it was um groundhogs. And it was February when that was my month. But I thought we're gonna do this right. So I had sparklers. And then I taught everybody Sparklers. how to make s'mores. I brought in a, a, um, a blowtorch, a big <laughs> propane blowtorch in the Navy facility. And I taught everybody how to make s'mores. And they, they did it. We, we went around we did it in different languages. We had interpreters. I taught all these people from around the world how to make s'mores. And then I was holding uh, a propane torch and a giant um, a half-gallon jug of Jack Daniels. Okay. And the, uh, the admiral of the Inter-American Defense College walks in and she goes, oh, hi, Ashley, what? She goes, I'm going to go and turn around now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I didn't see anything. I said, thank you very much, ma'am. <laughs> she still coined me at the end. So it wasn't, too, well, I did set anybody on fire. You know, the best uh, part of
1: that story is that right now, probably every February the people that attended that who are now back in their host nation probably invite the ambassador the U.S. ambassador in February with sparklers <laughs> a blowtorch for for the honor we understand this is really important a big deal in your country ambassador and of course the Americans we can't you know we can't say no so you've potentially started you know this ex- cultural exchange that will forever be more because in polite society no one can say well actually that's not really a thing you know Mr. Ambassador. No. I
0: hope I did, and I'll tell you what, if you want to have a complicated day, explain <laughs> to people that speak a different language than you, what Groundhog's Day is. <laughs> it translates to Dia de la Mamarta, and I had a tra- a translator where I was like, okay, once a year we pull this animal out of a hole, and if it sees its shadow, and they're all looking at me like, this is America, yeah. what are you doing?
1: Kind of a fourth-bit <laughs> like, country is it. this.
0: <laughs> you, you, you brought. Why are you holding a, a <laughs> propane torch, lady? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this was the best year.
1: Yeah, that's it uh, sounds okay. like that. It sounds like you left a, a lasting legacy.
0: I hope so. If we not, probably
1: an additional warning about what can't and can't be brought into that rep room.
0: Me and the uh the president of Chile, it, it, there's just a picture of us on the wall. It's so <laughs> what could be from this school and what was.
1: They so they learned American <laughs> tactics and of course groundhog day. What more I don't, what, what <laughs> what more can like we instill? What would you want to know? Yeah, I think what, what I, I, I feel like if we should maybe you know tamp down on spreading democracy and, and maybe more about spreading a Groundhog Day awareness.
0: You know what? I feel like we've really made a difference today. <laughs> I think you're right.
1: <laughs> so okay, so uh, clearly, you know, <laughs> influencing military families from an, uh, you know from another country is one thing, but you know, that's the interesting thing is that you're talking about all these, you know. Uh, um, God, when I was, I lived in Seattle, too. What's the big joint base out there? Um, out of Tacoma Louis McCord, McCord. That's right, which I spent time there as well. Huge, huge facility. But, you know, you talk about all these places that in many cases um, are close to large civilian population centers. So clearly, I imagine they allow you to, interf- you know, uh, interact with non-military people as well, right? Is that, are you, do you have permission to do that?
0: Well, they don't, le- they don't let me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? You're talking about Lu- Lewis McCord. Um, yes, it is an m- absolutely massive base. Massive. Yeah. And when we, we were there for about two years, and my husband was deployed for seven months of that. Yeah. And I, there was also wildfires. I got into a car accident oh my coming goodness. back from a stand up show that. I got into, well, he had deployed for like two weeks and I got in, I, I was talking to him and then somebody hit me doing a hundred on I-5, Ooh. spun me around on the highway. I got a traumatic brain injury, oh. lost hearing in one part of my ear and my body is forever wrecked. And I, I say, I want to say peaches and it'll come out. Oh, the blueberries. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what happened when i living there. I would keep the windows open yeah. uh, at night and for those of you that have no uh, is this the great air conditioner
1: people. debate of the seattle region because <laughs> right, i know right. it well go ahead please <laughs>
0: right. well so i would leave the windows open because the air was nice and um i kept having active shooter dreams <laughs> I kept having these dreams where I was being attacked or being mowed down by helicopters. It was absolutely horrible. And then for so for those of you that don't live near military bases, bases, especially army bases, they post these, uh, noise calendars. Yeah. And so you go on Facebook and you say, okay, am I under attack (laughs) or is it just a 19 year old training with a mortar? (laughs) Um, and so far it's always been just training. Uh, but I kept having these dreams and I was like, what is going on? It's two in the morning, I'm waking up and I'm like, why am I having these crazy dreams? What's going on?" And then I thought, oh, it's the army. Mm,
1: it always they're is out
0: at two in the morning and it's just And you get you know, after a while, it just becomes comforting, which is not
1: which is in of itself is not comforting, right? Like same thing McGuire, do you ever walk out when they're doing the artillery range and you just like, what it what like your your fillings rattle. I mean, yeah it's it's so okay. So this is a really good way to ask this question. I mean, there's such a uniqueness about when you're in the military, when you're living on a military base, I mean, these are like, in many cases, well, not many cases, in all cases, they're self-enclosed ecosystems. You can't just walk onto a military base. You know, you can't, you know, it's a, it's a clo- somewhat closed society by, by virtue and by nature, right? By, the, by definition, by construct. So what is it like when people who have absolutely zero connection to the military, I mean, you're a comedian. And they ask you what it's like. I mean, what kind of stuff do you get asked? I mean, that has got to be weird. I think the perception what people have in living that life is probably, I mean, it's all over the place, yep. right?
0: It's a totally unique experience. You know, they say only 1% of the people right. in the United States will serve in the military. Uh, and then they don't all stick around. Some of them don't have families. But I love the idea of being able to live on a military base and have these, you know, interesting things that happen. Um but what do people ask? People ask uh, just anything and everything that might not make any sense. Like, uh, are you going to visit your husband while he's deployed? Um, <laughs> uh, the other day, I you know I post videos every day about military life, and I've, I've done that for a long time. And a lot of my all of it's
1: serious, by the way, completely serious,
0: all of it's completely take all of my advice. And I've gotten I've gotten really people really mad about (laughs) it. I had somebody leave me a message that was like, I thought this was actual advice. How dare you? Like, are you are you kidding me? I said that there was a Navy SEAL that moonlit at Red Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Second Red Lobster um, talk about in this podcast. So they need to sponsor us. Uh, (laughs)
1: That's um, right.
0: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on, Naveed.
1: At least at least some Um, free lobster or something.
0: At least some free lobster. So, yeah, I've gotten that. I've got. I actually had somebody ask me the other day. They said, "Oh, are you? You're actually a military spouse?" You and I was like, "Well, how? How good would I have to be?" And <laughs> no, if you're gonna
1: lie about something, why choose know,
0: why, that? Why would I lie about that? What a weird thing to lie about. <laughs> um, yeah, but people. I mean, people do. Uh, you know, I I do give out a lot of a lot of silly things. But I do have people that actually come to me for real advice. Um, and so I do try to, especially on Instagram, because yeah. it gives me a bit of a better platform. I have these little highlight bubbles that talk about, hey, when the movers come, uh, pay attention to this, uh, you know, when you're or I'll have people ask me, like something's happening with their husband or their wife, and they're like, Well, do you have any advice on what I should do? And I always say, uh, you should not, first of all, ever talk to a comedian about psychological <laughs> advice. Right. We are not, we're not no. good in that way. <laughs> but something has done, gone very wrong that has led us here. But I always recommend Military OneSource. Yeah. And um, that is a great free resource for military families that a lot of the young people, you get 17, 18, 19, they're married and uh, away from their families and they don't know about Military OneSource yet. So I try to get that out there to make sure that they get um, real help because as much uh, fun as I have, you know, making fun of everything and and trying to make jokes about everything, uh, I do want to help people sure. in the long run.
1: No, and, and that's a that's a very good point. And look, there's there's something very comforting uh, about being in you know a, a military community like that where you're you know you live where you work. There's also obviously something that can be very disconcerting about living where you work, right? And right. having your boss and her and his, you know a uh, family live, you know, a few houses down. I mean, it it is very insular and there's there's pros and cons. Just like with everything in life, there's pros and cons. I mean, remember we were going to, you know, we had uh, we were considering moving into Dicks because I had the option to do it after 180 days, you can you can move in and and I remember looking with my wife and it was just like, you know, there was something very um, something very con- consoling about just you know, it's the same thing like wearing a uniform. You don't have to worry about certain things, mm-hmm. but there is obviously the the con of that too. And you know, I, I think that it you talk about Groundhog Day, right? It can be very Groundhog Day, and yep. you don't have to just be in combat for some of the intensity. I think you know the things that you and, and your husband and you and your family take for granted. Like I remember just the same thing at 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 Dick's. I mean, again, there is there is a there is a uh, artillery range. There is a the whole huge range for the army. And you just hear you know, nighttime training, especially when the surge was going on with uh, you know, the Iraq and Afghanistan campaigns. And um, <clears throat> it just becomes sort of the fabric of life, which is kind of weird, right? Like that's not a really a normal thing to kind of grow up around, but
0: right. it becomes yeah, normal. It, it is. And it's all, you know, w- there's something about, um, especially when you've lived on base for a while, what they say going through the gate, you get through the gate and you can kind of breathe a little and it's different. It's, um, and I eventually it all ends because you can't live on base forever. If, if my husband died, they would kick me off in 30 days. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm only here because I am a dependent. I am dependent on him. Um, so, uh, but there is something to, being around people that you know are all in kind of the same experience. Yep. Uh, and, and it also is, you know, my husband works seven minutes. That's why we ch- always like to live on base because it's such a close commute. Yeah. And, you know, he's got long hours. So And I, I know that if I'm on base that there's resources that sure. I can get to. Um, but, you know, there is things that could go wrong with Absolutely. your family uh, only living seven minutes from where you work. You're, you're never... You know, you're never fully at work. <laughs> there's,
1: <laughs> there's no, deco- you can't decompress.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that you exactly know, it doesn't end. So for many people, for that commute home or that commute to work is a, sort of a decompression. It's a, there's a barrier, <clears throat> barrier you pass between your work life and your home life. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very tough thing. So I get back to this idea of, <clears throat> I get back to this idea of we're talking about psychological health and all that. It's such an important thing. and And I think one of the challenges a lot of people, have is that one, you know, being in the military is dangerous not just because you're in combat. I mean, we we uh, we we see a week or so ago there was you know just a, a Marine Osprey went down and, and you know routine training flight. So just the, the normal humdrum of military life can be mundane until it's not, and it doesn't have to yeah, just be yeah. dangerous in, in combat. And the second thing is that you know psychological wellness. Can come from intensity that has nothing to do, again, with being in combat. And I think that you're right. It's, I mean, listen. I'm sure you and your husband. I mean, there's so many junior airmen that I'm sure have, you know, some of them are everywhere from 18 to you know, young officers who are in their you know early 20s. I mean, they're they're dealing with normal life, but it's in many cases amplified with intensity because of their job and what they do and, and where they live, the isolation. And it's you know, I think it's one of the biggest changes. I hope I continue to see is an acceptance of know mental health awareness and and that it is something that people should strive you know to as a leader that they should encourage that it's okay to say like hey i'm having a tough time which obviously in the military whether you're a spouse or you're in the military you know you're, you're active duty or whatever it's that's not always been looked on very kindly right
0: no and i, I mean people you know i try not to make uh two specific military generalizations because people will say, oh, she's just a spouse. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, but there's definitely a prevailing, uh, or at least the way it used to be, of if you talk about it, you're going to get kicked out. Right.
1: It Literally. That's
0: your job. Um, so people don't talk about it and then you end up with uh, people hurting themselves or killing themselves and that's obviously not going to work.
1: No. <laughs> if you, no. We, no, that's, that's that, not a good so way to deal, deal with to it. need to do
0: something about it. <laughs>
1: right well you know and but and again someone who is anyone who's been in the military around it can understand humor especially dark humor a little bit of gallows humor right like it's something that we're all miserable so we're all miserable together and there's a you know (laughs) there's a thing that but but there's also the absurdity of some of the things you know like we would always joke in the navy that it's it's yesterday's technology tomorrow and (laughs) because we'd come in and it would i I tell the story of literally getting a uh an order from someone down in the Pentagon and they were like, we really like this because I was an intelligence officer, which meant I did very, very little except prepare reports and, and PowerPoint. And we get this, we get this order and it was like, I want you to start with the LHF first. So I, I we were sitting there looking at LHF and we're like, what the hell is an LHF? Is it a new type of radio frequency? We know UHF and VHF. We just never heard of LHF. So I call the chief calls, you know, our little, I was a division officer at the time. We call everyone. We're trying to freaking figure out what LHF is within like, and I'm not exaggerating, and this is probably a sad case of telling who I am, but it took us about an hour, of the three, four of us sitting around trying to figure out, and we finally figured out that, no, 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 it's not a radio. He meant literally lowest hanging fruit, but being the military, he had to abbreviate it, and we couldn't figure out what the heck he was talking about. So the absurdity of like the stupid things like that is, is you know, on one hand, it, it in, in the moment, you're like, good God, like really, this is this is what we're doing here? But it's important to have, I think, humor obviously is an important outlet and I, I wonder for you I mean obviously you talk about the military and you know you know you're sort of this Stephen Wright of the female spouse world very dry like I, I love it but how much I mean I, I watch your stuff it's all most of it's connected to the military how much source material do you get on a daily basis just being on a, on a military base how much source material is actually out there
0: Well, you know, I do, I put out a lot of videos. I need a lot of attention, (laughs) Um, clearly.
1: Well, you're not digging hard. It's probably (laughs) for for, (laughs) it.
0: Putting them out there. Um, I think in uh, just last month, I did 150 just last month alone, which is a lot. That's five to six a day. Um, But I really like it. And I'm always got my eyes open. You know, comedians, you have to write things down. If you don't write things down immediately, it will be gone and you will hate yourself. (laughs) So you have to write it down or you put it in your phone or something like that. And then, so I've got big lists of things that I might want to talk about. And, uh, sometimes I'll run it past my husband, especially, Oh goodness! uh, you know, back in the day, uh, I I don't know, this was probably seven months ago or something like that. Back in the day, back in the day, seven months ago, seemed like a different time. I had one (laughs) video where I said something like, uh, hey, if your husband isn't getting promoted, what you need to do is contact your state senator. And and he was just like, why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you do that, actually? Why would you... And you can just see him. He just walks away. He's like, "Please stop, please."
1: <laughs> um, we have to. I think we have to explain that show for people. <laughs> yeah, this emphasis on state senator. Go ahead.
0: Just, just well, I like to be specific. Yes. You know, the, um, maybe your
1: city council.
0: City, city, oh no, I don't know. You know, if you get down to mayor, what's he gonna do? He can't get your husband.
1: That's <laughs> um, so just being unreasonable.
0: He, just be. I'm re- he's just gonna channel it up. Um, So people get, you know, there's a lot of different stereotypes about military spouses. And there are are people that complain that their spouse, especially online. Facebook. There's a lot of Facebook groups um, for each individual base. And you'll see a lot of drama. And my best advice is to stay out of it. But watch it. It's funny. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) Wait, so hold on. Is that if I'm a up and coming comedian and I want to find good source material on military life, You know, where is the best place to go? It's a multi-choice question. Is it the exchange or the commissary? Or is it like the spouses of base XYZ Facebook group?
0: You definitely want to start with the spouses of XYZ Facebook group because that's going to be the heaviest hitting <laughs> stuff. When you're at the commissary, there's definitely good stuff at the commissary. You've got your expired milk. You've got the people that bag your groceries. That doesn't happen anywhere else. But yep. if it's the first time that you're there and you're like, oh, I got to tip somebody. Uh, <laughs>
1: good luck with that.
0: Yeah. Or if you don't have cash, my God. Um, so it's it's just uh, unusual things. But if you start with the oh. You know, I'm sleeping with my neighbor uh, Facebook page. That's, that's going to give you plenty of some
1: <laughs> pure gold. It's it's pure gold. it's a bygone era that is now on Facebook.
0: <laughs> and, you know, a lot of stuff that I get from. Um, oh, I have a, a something called the Air Force Wives Handbook, <clears throat> which is 317 pages long. Mm. Uh, just for your. Um, wow. St- Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time <laughs> is only 212 pages. Uh it feels like they could have made
1: of, that one time. powerpoint slide I'm just thinking
0: <laughs> all of time. Yeah, this book is huge and not not really any pictures. It's it was originally written in 1993, but my copy is from 2010. Wow. Um and there's one for the army, too. That one's even longer. <clears throat> um uh, yeah, I so the the it's a lot of like what to wear compared to what your husband's wearing. Um, my, one of my favorite chapters is how to eat tricky foods, which thank thank God tricky foods just, what like I sneaky even,
1: foods that might fool you into something.
0: They, they, Haha, you just to... signed my mortgage. <laughs> and then you just whoops. <laughs> uh, um, oh, and you know what? Here's a good tip actually for anyone listening. If if you are having um a party and you offer coffee or tea, mm. it's important that you give people a choice. <laughs> You don't just, Naveed, you were just saying, you get coffee, you get tea. That's but right. But this, this book is saying, mm. no, ask, which is great. But um, do you
1: m- maybe like point uh, a firearm sort of in their general direction, sort of encourage one choice? Like, no, I'm not, it's the implication. I'm not saying you should have coffee, but if you don't have coffee, it won't go well. just, Again, n- I think no I think no it pressure. It depends
0: on what kind of party it is. If it's like a if it's an informal party, you just stick with like a large butcher knife. Um, large butcher knife. But if if it's an evening formal do, then yes.
1: Yeah, and you know that if it's the army regulation that had the very specification about how yes. large that knife should be. <laughs> and, and 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 before you use it, make sure you check this uh, you know, computer-based training and get certified. You
0: got to do VTs, there that's you go. Um, call it. You call it a computer-based training. You gave everybody. You got. Yes, I
1: didn't training. want to give the acronym, but you know this
0: whole thing will only be acronyms. There, I have a video where I talk about. Uh, I do a whole like four sentences and only the same acronym, Afrc. <laughs> Is anybody going to Afrc with Afrc from Afrc? And they all mean different things. There's Airman <laughs> and family readiness, Air, um, Air Force Reserve Command, and there's, and there's a couple others, but yeah, that's. Those are real, real things. Has
1: has the has the secretary of the Air Force or anyone in the Air Force actually asked you to do like instructional videos for, you know, for Air Force personnel and families?
0: Um, I haven't gotten any real requests for instructions. I have had some, uh, I, the, I'll get some that reach out that, that or that will see me <laughs> Or give public. you a cease
1: and desist. I don't know. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> they're like,
0: why? Uh, you know, you got a general that's like, Hey, can you stop telling people to park in my parking space if they're able to use Excel? Uh, I said, well, sir, it says general Admi- admin, that's, that's ADM is for administrator, not admiral. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and so
1: has it actually uh, happened Has people have that has, has anyone ever actually asked you to stop doing that uh
0: no i nobody has stopped i get a lot of people as, uh, from all ranks and uh that will come up to me giggling just <laughs> like oh my god i can't believe you're doing it you're saying it i can't believe. it's almost like i've released something inside of them they you would think that they would be mad uh, but i have a history of saying ridiculous things not to, i mean to everyone but not also to military people there was the the four star was four star that was in charge of Air Force Reserve Command. I was at a breakfast. So I went up to him and I said, sir, just want you to know I will follow my husband anywhere you want to send him. You want to send him to the jungle? That's fine. And then I walked away and my husband was like, we're, we're not doing anything in the jungle right now. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. That's, that's I was trying to be clear. <laughs> Uh, I.
1: Uh, what did I he even arm- say to that? Did he? Was he just like, what the hell? <laughs> he was
0: like, yeah. He was just like, well, thanks for coming to breakfast. It's, I don't know why you're here. Uh, <laughs> um, I and I. What else? Oh, I've. I oh god, I've. I, I always try to do like feats of strength. I arm wrestle. <laughs> commander's. Um, I have. Uh, there was this, There was a this uh, secretary of the Air Force. Mr. Mobility readiness, I think it is. And, who was a, a big shot, and I was just walking next to him, and um, I just, I said, "Hey, how you doing? Have you ever been to the Pentagon City Mall?" <laughs> and and he just looked at me, and I said, "They've got a gr-, I said they've got a great TJ Maxx, you know." And my husband was like, y- y- "That guy has guards. What are you doing?" It's <laughs> like, well, he needs to know about the deals. <laughs> like, you-
1: They're just like you. They shop at They're TJ just, Maxx. Right?
0: They but, put their pants on three legs at a time.
1: <laughs> three legs at <laughs> a time. Consulting the Air Force Wives Manual.
0: C- consulting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, nobody has complained. I, I'm sure that there are people that are, uh, that, you know, I, I do get complaints from like non-military people, but they're usually just mad at my but
1: do, do Are there any like s- significant senior people that look at your stuff and are like, that don't get the joke?
0: Uh, not that they've told me. <laughs> not that they've told have, you. You definitely, definitely have a file,
1: though. You definitely have a file I, somewhere. I
0: have a file, and I will keep a book. And I, they will get their own videos if they don't like. <laughs> they must like me. That's the rule. Um, the, I, I definitely have a lot of. Uh, I have generals and and people like that that look at my stuff and they just when I see them in public they're just like oh my goodness and what do you, and then they'll be like what do you think about this and it, what's funny is when people give me ideas for videos that they think are funny. It is usually kind of funny, but it's also so far beyond the line. Like
1: here's <laughs> here's
0: something I would never say. Hey, uh, I like I'm never gonna make a joke about something that's gonna get somebody actually in trouble. So. Right. For example, on flight lines or, you know, where all the big airplanes are, mm. uh, there are red lines yes. and the red line. You don't cross the red no, line. They shoot they,
1: you. They technically, shoot
0: you. <laughs> they shoot you if you cross the red lines. And I tell you what, if I was a security forces guy, I would be like, I'd be like, they're almost at the red line. Yeah, like, I don't want to. Sh- I don't want. But I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I get to yell at them. Um And. So I would never be like, hey, if you're ever out on the flight line, just sprint over that red line. That's that's the finish line. You know, I wouldn't do something like out there. But this is the kind of stuff that people come to me with. They're just like, no. Oh, yeah, of course.
1: I mean, there are just so many jokes. I mean, how about walking on the grass? When did that become a thing? I remember being (laughs) in Fort Worth where there was no grass and I'm walking across these stones and literally this window flies open and this guy sticks his head out and goes, hey don't walk on the grass. And I'm like, don't the-? walk on the Colonel's grass. <laughs> and I'm like, what the Sorry. hell are you talking about? <laughs> There's no grass here. It's rocks. <laughs> but th- this again, this is the absurdity. And look, part of these jokes, of course, is like getting someone in trouble, right? Like obviously the, you know, g- go find a 20 bag of air, pound bag of air, right? Or sending someone to do that mm-hmm. sort of those pranks. But yeah. I- I'm sure that the- I am sure that there are very intricate things that are proffered to you that like would result in, you know, that people would think are funny. Like, you know, hiding someone's hat, or and then like, right. so they can't leave, or they have to run across the parking lot with their head over, you know, their hand over their head. But and, and those right. see, seem benign, but like, yeah, there are definitely things where, you know, I'll, I'll give you. Here's one of my great stories. I had a, a sailor, and we would have to do periodic uh, security reviews because we all had top secret clearances, and he uh, he's doing his, and and so I check in with him, I'm like, how'd it go? And he goes, it went fine, but, um, you know, there might be a problem. And so basically, what he did when he was being interviewed by this investigator, he would spent time in, in uh, Guantanamo Bay because we had a mission there. And he, and he came back and she was like, is there anything you want to talk about your time in Cuba? And he's like, well, you know, I brought some Cubans back. And she goes, oh, well, I don't think it's a problem for the cigars. And he goes, no, the people. <laughs> the
0: people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and
1: then, you know, and the thing is obviously everything's being recorded. So as you know, as a comedian, like sometimes sarcasm doesn't translate <laughs> to the written word. <laughs> No. Jeez. Oh, so we had to explain that, he, you know, so, you know, so that became like it's pretty funny. Like I got to g- give him credit. That's a pretty funny thing to say. But <laughs> like the military doesn't see that. No. Also, very
0: high stakes with a low rate of return That's for right. a,
1: in a, a room of one. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> investigator who don't normally have, they don't like walk in like all whack a whack at. around. It's more like, who do you know? <laughs> uh, so, for him to just be like, this person, i are going to get this. I'm going to make them
1: laugh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. He, yeah th- but, this is, but this is the kind of sophomoric, you know people yeah, you're yeah. dealing with sometimes <laughs> it was like 21 I mean you know, what does he know uh, oh, I love it. Um, but this is so okay what is this what is the like the strangest thing that you've come across on a on a base A strangest story that's like humorous but of course is like you really still can't believe that that, that actually happened that people on the outside might be surprised to learn about but those in the inside won't be
0: go mm. <laughs> go go
1: go! <laughs> besides expired milk,
0: besides the expired milk, you know, a, a lot of a lot of things because I'm narcissistic relate back to me. Sure, um, just over the over the years of of things that have happened, like I've had, I and mean, this is an individual kind of deal. Normally on military bases, it's so it's very hard for spouses to get jobs. Military spouses are tremendously underemployed, and also right. they right. don't get. Um, jobs because they um, uh, they're in the inter- interview. They'll say we can't hire you because you're going to move, um, which is ridiculous. Right. I, I had an interview once where they said to me, um, uh, "Does your husband know that you're you want to work here?" And I was like, "Well, what? The, what? <laughs> what? Did, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Did goodness. I just go back to 1940? Right, uh, Jesus. What happened?" <laughs> um, so I remember th- there's so there's a lot of people that have huge families, and I. Um, I remember this woman came up to me once and she blocked me in the commissary. I was She took her cart and and folded it like halfway so I couldn't go any further. And she said, hey, um, the, uh, your husband works with my husband. And the last person that had your husband's job, he helped uh, put a new roof on our house. They lived off base. Right. And they put a new roof on our house. And and I need you to st- start babysitting my kids. And I said, I, I can't. I'm I'm busy. And she said, you have nothing going on. Um and you need to really up your game with my family. (laughs) I was like, whoa. What is this? And that kind of thing has happened a few times. She was the most intense. And I remember I went up to her once, and it was um we were we had just we were (laughs) in the middle of Inter-American Defense College, and my husband was, but I, you know, part of it. And I was learning about Mexican Independence Day. And um I went up to her and I said, "Oh, it's Mexican Independence Day." And she looked at me and she goes, I'm not Mexican.
1: <laughs> she, walked <Good> God, away. <laughs> is this the kind of person that, like, wears her spouse's rank?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. and and he was uh, retired, even. He was out, and they just oh, goodness. you know so it was intense. the The wearing of rank is such a uh, an interesting thing. I knew so talking about crazy things, yeah. I knew somebody that called um and i've seen this a few times but a couple of people stand out in particular that call their husband by their rank so they, they will say uh major you know uh major smith and they'll use their last name
1: mm.
0: or, uh, or they'll use like an initial major s major s doesn't like this and you're like
1: wow, what
0: what what is your what is it like for you
1: <laughs> are you allowed to like, vote can you drive a car by yourself
0: uh, well, you get the feeling from those type of people that they completely run the household. Yeah, yeah, Um And and they're doing that as a power trip. That particular person came up to me and told me that I needed to stop putting pictures online because she was like, "You need to. You're not going to know where mm. it's going to go. You can't make silly pictures." And I was good like, advice. This is,
1: that's that's. I'm glad you didn't take it.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but I just can't imagine ever calling, uh, calling my husband by his rank or anybody do it. Like uh, my joke is I'm not calling my husband by his rank unless I'm married to captain crunch. <laughs> and that is value. <laughs> we respect cereal in this house.
1: No, you yes. have to, it, <laughs> especially the captains, right? That's gotta especially. be,
0: Especially, you will get, um, so you'll get people that will stop being your friend if they get promoted. Um, oh. they, <clears throat> cause sometimes you, they have to move houses. Right. You know, because houses are on rank structures and neighborhoods are on rank structures. Um, so if they get promoted, they might have to move to a completely different neighborhood. Um, and th- things are weird. You know, War- Warner Rob, Georgia had um, enlisted an enlisted club and an officer's club that was separated. Um, and then as I was leaving, they sort of combined them. But it's right. such a it's such an interesting you know, thing. No, it's a, yeah. it, it is.
1: I mean we've it's funny you know it's like in the outside world that you know the joke is you know how can you tell if a guy owns a ferrari well he'll tell you within the first two seconds right like (laughs) and they're they're definitely would you say that there are there are still those who um you know where their spouses rank and this can go either way I, i imagine but you know um as like they're and not to say that like your spouse's success you know even in the civilian world right you can point to you know you're, you're right. successful because of your spouse there's no it's a team it's a team effort there's no 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 denying that but this is something different right when someone literally wears the rank of their you know wife or husband or you know there is yeah. there's very much like that is like a stereotypical like we've all it's like the caroning of and i don't mean to make this sound like it's <laughs> just genders yeah yeah <laughs>
0: And there is so it, I do I have a lot of jokes obviously but there is a lot of uh truth in you're not going to get anywhere without your your spouse being supportive. Sure. Um and there but there are spouses that take that too far, you know, They're, oh mm-hmm. my my husband is captain so and so and you're like okay great uh, what are you <laughs> what's your name now? <laughs> and you're like or they want to be addressed as Mr. and Mrs. Captain Smith. Yeah. Um yeah or they they totally uh but those people um when they meet me it doesn't the conversations don't last long because right. they see I they see me not taking them seriously at all and then I just start playing with them you know or you just thinking, start hanging
1: oh, out with them for source material right like that's start
0: hanging out just what do you think uh, about this
1: karen go ahead then. no
0: no would, what do you yeah what do you what do you think what do you think or they'll want to <laughs> invite you over for some it's oh my god navid they will they will. They will invite you over for like tea, a tea thing at like seven a.m. Oh, and you're like, are you kidding me?
1: Well, the are duty you, day starts at seven thirty, Ashley.
0: Who? Who are you? <laughs> you think that big song? You think the big song wakes me up anymore? I am deaf to it. Ah. <laughs> and here you don't hop out of bed and
1: salute towards the sound of the music.
0: I, I have to now. Yeah, I think when my husband retires, we're still going to play that in the house. <laughs> um, but I don't want to see anyone at seven in the morning no. and go to their house. Uh,
1: <laughs> God, what,
0: even the people that I do like, you know? Yeah. Like that's just,
1: are, so, it, it, okay. Here, it seems like that culture, that conventional like 1950s military culture has survived despite our best efforts to, you know, oh, yeah. finally right. put it's a nail in its survived. coffin. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why has it survived?
0: It's Why has it survived? So there's a couple things. One, one is um, spouse underemployment. You know, we're not <laughs> yeah. able to get out into the world as much. Um, Which,
1: by the way, I know we're, you, we're this is we're talking about. You know, comic relief here, but that actually is a, a real thing. Every command I was in, we always, you know, they're always when there were civilian positions, they they certainly tried to uh, hire spouses. It was it was there actually quite a few programs to do that. It's actually a legitimate yeah. thing.
0: Totally. Um, and and just being able to imagine you think about how hard it is for women that can't get jobs because they have kids. Yeah. Um, And then you compound that with, Oh, I've got kids, but I also have to move. And also my husband might leave for a year and therefore I'll have to not, I'll have to work from home or I'll have to figure something else out because, um, you know, I have to then pick up all that. There's nobody to watch the kids when I'm working and, and all that. So that becomes more difficult. So it becomes that, Right back into those old roles of um, okay, the wife stays at home in a lot of in a lot of ways because there's childcare offered on base, but it's very the waiting lists are very Huge. hard, sure, um, to get into. And then there's also things like we talk about spouses. You might you might say, well, don't we give enough money to be able to make sure that spou- maybe spouses can't work so they can raise the kids so they can move around. There's food banks on military bases Yeah, full on food banks. No, it's true. So, um, and it's definitely not, even though we have access to the commissary, it's not, you know, it's, it's not free, less. right? It's not free. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So that kind of pushes people into those roles where they don't get to accomplish whatever their dreams are.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I definitely, you know, Warner Robbins. I was trying to do open mics down there. I, the closest thing at the time was two hours to Atlanta. Oof. Um, it, so stuff like stuff like that, you know. Where military bases are sort of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely survived. But there's so many cool military spouses that aren't. Of course.
1: Of course.
0: Um, And uh, we all make fun of the ones that are like that, the ones that just take it way too far and think of it as I don't don't know. It's the best
1: thing that ever happened to them, and they want you to know (laughs) about it.
0: (laughs) I've wanted to talk because i've basically structured my entire life around but uh, military jokes and and, yeah. and but i love as much as i make fun of it love it
1: I, no I love
0: everything but, that goes, goes with it so of i am course. definitely team uh military spouse but there's definitely there's always going to be things to make fun of about it so about
1: it so then what happens ashley when when your husband w- retires, are you going to start moving from military, you know, active duty jokes to military retiree jokes? Can you give us a preview? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm nervous about him retiring. Yeah, we're, we're just thinking about it, not from a comedic standpoint, but from a like we we're talking about living on base. Yeah, we've we've lived on base for the last many years. Yeah, that, uh, looking out into the real world, knowing that we're not going to move every two years, so that our neighbors are people that we're going to know for years like Naveed, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like if I'm I can be polite to people for a, a good while but after a bit it the real me is going to come out I can't <laughs> I have to live on a farm um, so at least on military bases people move around mm. uh, if you stick around long enough you will be stationed with them again so you can't be too rude um, <laughs> you can only egg their houses four times and five is right too much five, five, is five is just absurd I just do it but yeah, so I'm, we're nervous about it just because it's such a change. That big transition is um, is a big change. But I don't know. I actually I started looking into joining myself. Uh, <laughs> just so, to stay around. I was like, yeah, I thought I, I can go be a public affairs officer. Why the heck not? Why not? You know, I've, I'm already doing all this stuff. So, well, uh, you're maybe, too funny. I
1: mean, way. all the public affairs officers I deal with are you, t- <laughs> they're pretty dry. No, actually, that's actually to believe it or not, that's actually not true. There, I have I've spent quite a few. Uh, hours with public affairs officers and most of them not just the military most of them have a pretty good sense of humor
0: most of them, yeah most of them are, they yeah they try to be well totally i mean
1: listen y- like you that. uh you are the epitome of know your audience right you gotta do that, it you, that would you gotta be a, do it. that's a perfect thing for a public <laughs> affairs officer i mean but it, okay at some point this is you know your military that's the thing about it at some point it comes to an end whether you leave I or you retire and so where so have you thought about where you're gonna get your next uh, source material where are you where are you gonna go We're, otb go? the dmv uh, what's uh...
0: the dmv the i become the <laughs> yeah i don't know what what is next uh, my plan is to um move to new york city probably within the next year or so and be doing able to do comedy more so there now i travel around i go all over the country exciting um and 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 go from there but I want to do more stuff in new york city and sort of be based more out of there yeah um but i I want to continue the military spouse stuff Mm. uh even in retirement because i think that there's a lot of people first of all there's a lot of people that watch my videos that have no military in their family and they just support the military and they're they're like i didn't get this joke but this is really funny um (laughs) uh and so i'll explain it to them or whatever but uh the it seems to be fairly universal which is nice and i'll transition to more uh you know whatever's going on at the time retiree jokes i guess (laughs) but i'll still throw in the old stuff why the heck not i figure i lived it yeah Um, but i want to do i want to be more uh, have ad- advocacy, you know, yeah. being able to, maybe we can make a difference. I can be, can I be this generation's Bob Hope? I don't know. We can mm. have competing USOs. Um, I don't
1: we'll <laughs> send you to Vietnam. I mean, it's okay. I'm okay, okay with that. I'll,
0: I'll go. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know what we, is that like, I promised that general I'd go to the jungle.
1: Uh, <laughs> Why not? Right.
0: And Naveed's like, we can make it happen. We can make
1: it happen. We can make a couple um, calls.
0: I am on board with everything and anything that's interesting. And I want to ultimately use the things that I do to be able to help people to get, you know, spouses get jobs or help people Mm. so that we don't need food banks on military bases or or things like the Armed Services Arts Partnership, which is based in DC that gives free um, comedy classes and free uh, acting classes and writing classes to military and their dependents. Something like that that can, uh, you know, help people in the long run, I think would be great.
1: Thanks again to Ashley Guttermouth for joining us. As always, you can find her on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ashguttermouth. If you like this episode of Declassified, we'd love if you could subscribe and leave us a five-star review. As a new show, it really helps us grow and make sure that we can bring the content that you want to hear. As always, I'm Naveed Jamali for Newsweek.